The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 72 for September 30th, 2006. You can already tell this sounds different. We are here uh, in Ontario, California at the Portable Media and Podcast Expo. Of course, I'm here with John Braun. Hi, John. Hi, Dave. And as promised, we're here with Ricky Spiro. Hi, Ricky. <laughs> it sounds so different without the thing. Hey, guys. Well, you know. We, we are actually all crowded around a blue snowball uh, simply because it, packing mixers and all that stuff was not, uh, not really an option for all of us. So, But bringing uh, a snowball on the plane, uh, quite a trick. It's, it melts. It melts. Usually. Well, they kept it in the freezer for us. Actually, Blue made it very clear that you don't have to keep it in the freezer. But th- thanks to them for, for rushing this out to us so that, uh, so that we had this to use to get this show out to you folks. Uh, we're doing our best to keep the levels as even as possible. As, as promised, we're going to talk to Ricky here about his new Mac Pro. There are a couple of other uh, Mac Geek-specific uh, topics that we've got to run through. And then there are, there are some things here at the show that, that uh, caught our fancy that, that uh, would make sense to, uh, to share with you all. So... Without further ado, and hopefully the upload process here with the broadband, I tell you, internet access at a uh, at a portable media expo, podcasters expo. It, I don't care how fast it is here at the hotel. There's none available, but uh, hopefully we can get this thing uploaded before I have to get on a plane tomorrow morning. So, uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll start with we'll start with your uh, your Mac Pro, Ricky. Tell tell us a little bit about it. how long have you had it now? Well, I actually so there's. As there often is when you order a, a new machine right after it's released, there was a, there's a tale to tell depending on on how much these tales interest people. They, oh, tell me the tale. Um, there, so you you can go and you can build these things to order. And if anyone has been interested in the Mac Pro, you may have noticed that they they have one configuration now. If you go and you go to order the Mac Pro, there's there's one Mac Pro and it has a certain uh, set of specs. There's one processor speed, and if you want, you can change it. Um, you know the the recommended amount of RAM is one gigabyte, and if you want, you can change it. But yeah. pretty much, they offer this one standard configuration. Okay. And I said, well, you know what? Apple charges too much for their RAM. They charge too much for their hard drives. So I'm going to get the standard configuration and put on other stuff. But I said, you know what? I'd really like to have Bluetooth in it because that's how I get the contacts on my phone. Sure. I said, well, if I'm going to do that, I might as well have them put the airport in at the same time. It might turn out to be useful one day. Sure. So I put those two options on okay. and order it maybe 12, af- 12 hours after the thing was announced. And then they, they come back and they say, oh, it's going to take about four weeks to ship. And I say, right. well, all right, that's fine, because I'm used to what happens after Apple products sure. come out. Sure. And then I started reading the news reports the next morning of people that had gotten their Mac Pros the next day because they had just ordered the standard configuration. Ah. So what Apple yeah, that's not easy to swallow. Right. Yeah. So they had they had backloaded the, a ton of the, of the standard configuration, and I needed to wait for... You know, yeah, like, for somebody to put an airport card and a Bluetooth card in. So I said, right. well, that's silly. That's not going to work out in the long run. So I said, cancel that order. Give me, Send me one of the standard <laughs> ones. I'll buy the modules myself and put them in later. And Turns did you? Out, well, I, I bought the airport module, and I, I um, wanted to buy the Bluetooth module, which is the thing that I actually wanted. Right. Um, and apparently they didn't have an, a, a product number for it yet. Oh, or, nice. or So hmm. you, you couldn't buy it at the time. Right. Um, and I figured I'll deal with that later. It wasn't that urgent. Well, anyway. you can always get a USB Bluetooth adapter, right? Right. And it, the, there are there are options. So right. I've got a couple of them kicking around the house if you want. So, so <laughs> you should have said something. I could have brought it. All right. <laughs> so yeah. So I after that it took you know a week and a half or so. Oh, okay. But after that I um, the whole process I'm saying. Right. And, and then right. they 
they were very nice. They sent it to me faster than normal just because it, I'd gone through that process and huh. ended up with this this machine about a week after they were announced. And um, it is it is a fast, fast machine. Um, I, mean, I I you have to understand the last desktop I had was a Power Mac G4. Right. Uh, Single I, processor or dual? It was a dual, dual 500. Oh. Um, <laughs> so it was... Oh, this is different. Okay, okay. Yeah. So this was this was in 2000, I think. And okay. then as that machine started to age, I switched to a PowerBook, which right. is the thing sitting in front of me right now. Right. And um, I, I've been a, a laptop, a happy, delighted laptop user for, for three years. Yeah. Uh, and because of the weekly roundup, the show, the <clears throat> podcast that I do, um, uh, decided that we, we needed this more powerful rig, and right. it is it is a fast, fast machine. Well, that's it is good. Fun. That's good. So it, it's it's dual dual core, right? That's I yep. mean, that, okay, okay. That's right. So I I, I mean, <clears throat> there you guys know more about processor design than I do. So I, maybe one of you can explain what that is. Go. Um, <laughs> basically what he said I mean so dual core um, you are it's not quite two processors but you're getting pretty darn close I think the only downside you're talking with a dual core processor is that you are sharing the cache among the two processors so right. if you had to compare two processors on their own with their own individual cache versus a dual core with uh, you know shared cache but I think you're, you're pretty much going to get a uh, you know, performance that's uh, nearly as fast. And, and actually down the road here, of course, you knew this would happen, Ricky. As soon as you order this, uh, Intel has announced, I believe November, <laughs> they're coming out with quad-core. Right, right. Uh, and I don't know if there would be an upgrade option. That would be very nice. Because I, I actually have... Yeah, heard. now, is it, have you looked inside? Is it, it the, the processor, I mean, it, it is removable. So. Yeah, they, yeah. one of the, I mean, in, and if people out there have been reading reviews of these, one of the things that Apple did incredibly well in this machine is they have made it so easy to get it at the various pieces. I didn't spend a lot of time. I've, I've looked at the inside of one. I've never tried to pull things out of it. But yeah. if you look at the inside of the Power Mac G5, yeah. you have to do all kinds of things in order to get... I mean, you need to remove the processor block, I think. and the, I mean, the, it's, There's this huge liquid cooling system that right. goes on top. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's a gargantuan thing. And they did a great job in this machine of, of putting the... The RAM cards on their own board that you can slip out really easily. Um, the you have direct access to the to the PCI slots. It's really easy to get stuff in there huh. to expand it. Um, and and the hard drive. Uh, they have this really cool system for uh, you. You take if you want to add additional hard drives, and it fits up to four. Of right. Them. Right. Four. Um, you can you, you take the hard drive and you screw it into a. A little carrier, and sure. the carrier slides, slides into in. the yeah. thing. It's it's a, it's a the, brilliant. Design. The 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 G five had that had that too. Did it not? I'm pretty sure. Um, it did the, the G five? No, at least the one that I have. I mean, you pretty much just slide the drive. There, there's a little tab, slide okay. the drive in. I oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, you're carrier. Right. Yeah. No, it's very nice though because yeah, I have the dual two gig G five. Is that there were two drive bays, right? One for the drive it came with, and then only one extra, right. which. Uh, it's kind of limiting, and my, mine is maxed out now. So, yeah. uh, so that's great for four drives because uh, I suppose you could do all four sorts of uh, fun. Uh, I don't know if you did any RAID or, or anything like that, though. I'm sure there's a potential at some point. Yeah. Well, I I mean my my intention is to um, pick up um, an, an additional drive either for 
um, or both, depending on on how enthusiastic I get um, for uh, boot camp. Yeah. Um, and also for time machine. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Because that's gonna be it's gonna be great when when I'm I'm a big fan of time machine. Yeah. I think it's gonna be yeah. a really big deal. Um, and and so it it, it would be. Really nice to have that extra internal drive and just have everything happen, right? All right well, let, let, let's talk about the performance because you've used yeah. this for for a while now. I mean, relatively speaking, you've 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 lived on it for a bit. So, it it obviously it's got you know what we just discussed four cores, right? Two processors, two cores apiece. <clears throat> How does that factor into the everyday stuff versus the stuff where it really matters, right? I mean, do you notice it in the day-to-day stuff where you're just moving through the system and checking your email and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I okay. mean, it's, it is... The the thing about this machine, and, and I've, I've heard um, Brian and John, you say things like this about uh, Brian Chaffin, the editor, yeah. when I've talked to him about his um, G5, he says, you know, they're great machines. They do everything really responsively, and it's it's because of that multiple processor thing. The fact right. that there's I always was just going to say the two yeah. processor thing is huge. Yeah. yeah, there's always a processor, or there's usually a processor that's sitting there saying, "Give me something to do." Right. And so if you say switch Windows or switch applications or open a new application, the processor says, "Okay, I can take care of that for right. you." Right. Um, though, though I have one, th- maybe a little follow up here. But now, what graphic? Because I think the graphic hardware is part of it mm-hmm. too. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm and they, sure and you got whatever the top of the line. Uh, you know, <laughs> are the ATI or NVIDIA now? What's the? Do you know which is the? Machine. Well, I I know that there the options um, are the the highest end option for the Mac Pro is an NVIDIA card, and I'm not a graphics guy. This right. is I got this as an audio right. rig, and so. There, are, I'm sure that many of the people listening to this show right. will will be appalled when I say that I have the standard graphics card inside of the machine. Yeah, that's, there was yeah. a lot of pe- there were a lot of people writing, and I know a lot of them were, were uh, writing at TMO, yeah. saying, um, you know, it's 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 silly, it's Criminal. insulting yes. that Apple put this card, yes. this this cheesy graphics card into the but, machine. Yeah. But like you said, it, yeah. you're not buying it for that. So right. yeah, but but no, John, you're yeah. right. It, Apple has with OS 10. Keeps offloading more and more to yes. the to, to the, the graphics GPU, to as the you GPU, should as you should. But yeah. having a fast processor and having Two the OS architected so yeah. that it's giving the GPU things that it should be doing rather than the processor, right? I think makes the whole experience. But I just so, want to point yeah. that out. Yeah, but back, no doubt, it's yeah, it's and, screaming. And so for my purposes, I don't do any real heavy duty video. For my purposes, yeah. the the standard card has worked fine. Sure. Um, to the best of my knowledge, none of the none of the slowdown stuff I've seen has ever been. Has has ever had to do specifically with sure the graphics card anyway okay. so that's so you're back on the back on the performance just the the usability performance yeah and so the day to day thing I mean the 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 theme for me I mean this this machine is face melting fast when you watch it do things <laughs> that where you really where where you really let it just work where you, you let you know, it do its job right. it is incredibly fast the thing about this machine is that it's better than most of the software that's written for it. And that's true in many respects of Mac OS X as well as anything else. Okay. Because there are times, for example, um, when I switch accounts, when I switch user accounts, yep. there's a huge lag. Right. And it's in, in a sense, it shouldn't be there. I assume it's a priority thing in the OS. Again, you guys know more about this than I do. That it's, it's just kind of, since it's on one user, it assumes this right. other user isn't going to be working for a while. So when you ask it to switch, it, it has to right. readjust everything in its, in its priority queue. Hmm. But it's... 
it's stuff like that where every now and then you'll ask it to do something that it kind of wasn't prepared to do, and then it has to sit there and churn for a minute before it'll respond. Huh. Um, yeah, I, no- I noticed that, that even just about the MacBook. Yeah, the MacBook Pro. Yeah, yeah and so it's kind of thing. It, there are there are times when it lags, but there it's never because the machine is working. It's because of how the operating system is built, or because of how the applications are built. Sure. Um, you know, uh, iTunes is an extraordinarily well written application. Um, okay. When when I go um, some of the some of the tests I was running, I took a. Uh, I took an album that I that I'd imported previously into iTunes as Apple Lossless, and it was uh, I have it down here, 47 minutes of audio. Um, it was 12 tracks from a, from an album. Okay. And converted it from Apple Lossless into Wave. Okay. That took all on the same drive, right? All on the same drive. Okay. Everything, so that that's yeah. already again going against it, right? Counting count. I mean, there's already one 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 barrier for it. Right. It's got to read and write to the same spindle. Okay. Right. Um, it took 31 seconds. It's Did you do 47 minutes of music, you said? 47 minutes of wow. music. All, all it in, in lossless quality. Sure. So it was from one lossless um, yeah. format to another. And, and all four cores were at 50%. Okay, which so, means disk activity was, was your bottleneck. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that kind of thing. There are, um, but, but compare that with an application like iWeb. Um, which is terrible at managing memory, as far as I can tell, and is is painfully slow. If you drop a 10-minute movie uh, into iWeb and say, publish this, it literally sat there churning for minutes at a time, hmm. and the the cores weren't, weren't doing very much, the processors weren't doing very much. The memory was basically maxed out. I have one gigabyte of memory. I was memory. just going to ask, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a lot of the, the... Though I think, you know, if you look at the whole uh, iLife suite, that's... The newest, because we've noticed that you know, uh, like every release of uh, iPhoto, you know, gets faster and faster and faster. So, right. so, and I think iWeb is at 1.0 right now. Yep. For the first revision. Yeah. So, so it's to be expected. I'm sure they're going to get you know maybe at MacWorld they'll announce a a new. Sure. One. Yeah. At some point they will, of course. But yeah, yeah, seeing that everything was at 50 percent, yeah, which now, would y- ind- indicate to me that. It's not taking advantage. Did you look at how much swap was being used at that point, and whether it was you know paging a lot or or not? Because that that's one indicator. I'm assuming you use menu meters. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. You, you yeah. can stay then. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it, you know that that's one way to really there's there's a setting in menu meters where you can tell it to in, indicate whether it's paging out to uh, virtual memory or reading in from paging in uh-huh. from, and and that. That's an instant indicator that okay we've hit the RAM limit or yeah. or the app wasn't written well and because of that we've hit the RAM limit it, one or the other. Yeah, I'm actually curious about this. I, I should have done that and I didn't. What I'm curious about is you can see I do have it showing the amount of used memory. Um, and that's a little misnomer though. Just, based on what you're saying, I was thinking I'm curious about. Yeah, that. because uh, you know. Dave's my MacBook, I, I'm just looking at my MacBook Pro, which is the other side of the microphone here. Uh, it says I've got 737 megs free. I've got a two, gig, uh, two gigs of RAM in the thing. Well, really, only 24 of that is truly free. Now, the, the, the other you know, 712 megabytes are either inactive or uh, cached. But a lot of times, to get stuff back into those, you're reading out a swap. And and so that even though you've got all this RAM that's quote unquote free, if it's not filled with what 
should have been there, or what not what should have been there, but but what you now want there, it 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 doesn't matter. Yes, it's available, so it doesn't need to page out to get something into it, but it still needs to page in, and that's a that's a huge huge thing. Um, yeah, and and so that you know that's why I recommend quitting apps that you're not using and that sort of thing. I, I know that goes totally against what what many many people have said, but I'm just going on on my own experience. So. Uh, now, now to stay on the topic of menu meters for a question for for a second here, you say that you can see all all four processor cores. It actually shows you all four in oh, menu yeah. meters. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering because it hasn't been updated since yep. just just shortly after the MacBook Pro mm-hmm. came out. So I wasn't sure if it was smart enough to now look for more than just the the, the so two cores. Just kudos to them, and I would yeah. say probably Apple in that the OS knows how to report this stuff properly. So yeah. the utility just says, "How many do you have?" and up until very recently, it said one. Right. <laughs> All right well, we're, we're here at Portable Media Expo, and like I said, the broadband is horrible. So I don't think, uh, well, you don't have your MacBook, your Mac Pro with you anyway. <laughs> I, I want to ask you about Rosetta Performance, but I want to preface all of this by saying that the 10.4.8 update that came out yesterday right. massively, reportedly, and, and there actually are people here that have downloaded it. Hadley Stern at, at Apple Matters was telling me last night that he put it on his MacBook Pro, and he said it's... Word and Excel are night and day wow. compared to where they huh. were. That being said, where were Word and Excel for you in the Rosetta world? Of yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. A, obviously an important question for anyone that's that's concerned about this process. Yeah. First of all, understand, I the, the real heavy-duty application that I use is Logic Pro. Yeah. And Apple has updated Logic Pro. It's now universal. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not a big Photoshop guy. I can't do... I, I don't... I'm, I don't know the Photoshop test to go and do, so I don't have those on hand. I did spend a lot of time with Office because that is something that mm-hmm. I end up using all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other caveat here is that I'm comparing it with my PowerBook. Um, and so, again, this is right. this is an apples and oranges kind of is thing. It, is it faster than it was on your PowerBook? Yes. Okay. It is, it yeah, is a I notch faster. Much. I figured um, as much, yeah. And, and my experience, uh, the stuff I've read, not my experience, the stuff I've read said that uh, from the G5 to the Mac Pro was the, the performance difference was roughly uh, good enough to cancel out the Rosetta difference. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah. and my, I mean, I took for example a, a long document that I'd written a while ago, a fifty-two page document, and okay. and scrolled through it. Yeah, and it that's was the killer. That's the word killer. Yep. Yeah. And it was uh, the the CPU on the PowerBook was at a hundred percent during that process. Okay. Uh, and it took eight seconds. Okay. Um, and I, I before I did this, I'd kind of let things chill Settle out. Settle out. Sure. The other applications that were open. Smart. Forward. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, on the Mac Pro, it took six seconds, so it two, took two seconds less. Yeah. Um, the CPUs were sitting between ten and thirty percent, and it was different for the different CPUs. So it, it just churned right through. Yeah. I, I'm, what I'm curious to see with ten four eight, and obviously time will tell, is uh, RAM usage because that's been the big issue is for me is that you know when you run a Rosetta app, all of a sudden you know it just yeah RAM RAM usage <laughs> explodes. So. Is there is there any we're about what about twenty minutes into the show here? Uh, is there anything else about the Mac Pro to uh, to to report, or uh, is it time to move on? A couple of quick things. Okay. The, for example, the the performance, just usability performance, and things yeah. like Excel and and Word. Like if you grab the scrollers and move them up and down, it scrolls in real time like it's supposed to. Excel. One of the really interesting things is if you grab, for example, the edge of a of a an image or a, a chart. Yeah. It. It has to think for a second before it'll let you move it. So you click on it, and you got to hold there for a second, and it goes, 
okay, now you can move it, and then you can go ahead and resize huh. things and change things. But it, it definitely, things are, are well-behaved, but if if you're looking for it, you you have a moment where you say, oh, I think it's thinking about something. Yeah. trying to figure something out. Yeah. So, now, I'm yeah. curious, like uh, your peripherals, since now you're moving, mm-hmm. this is your first Intel machine. I mean, do you have oh. any problems with any of your... Uh, <laughs> Peripherals, I'm, printers, or, or other things. The printer stuff was fine. I have an HP printer that uh, it's it's one of their all in ones, which worked great. Mm-hmm. Um, HP. I, I don't know if they're uh, if they updated their stuff. I know I redownloaded everything, but yeah, um, it's that worked fine. Um, my camera, also an HP camera, um, works fine. Um, the, the thing I've had the biggest problem with is of all things, my audio interface. And so I've actually had to do... It's an M-Audio Firewire uh, 410. Okay. And it's a great product. I've been really happy with it. Yeah. i got to say, M-Audio is not the speediest at updating their drivers. <laughs> and and they, uh, they... I think... I think I just saw yesterday that they released the new driver. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and it simply does not... The, the 410 simply does not register on the Mac Pro. It no has kidding. not for a month. And so oh. in order to record... In order to record the weekly roundup, I had to run the the audio. This is actually kind of funny. Into my PowerBook, right? Through through the M audio into my PowerBook, back right. out of the M audio through the optical out, and, and ran the digital optical sure. out into the Mac Pro. Sure. And I, then I had to monitor myself. And of course, how much delay was there? There was enough that it was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was. Uh, <laughs> if if anyone, uh, if any of you listen to the weekly roundup, you can now. Stand back and be duly impressed that I didn't sound. It is more weird. Confused than I. It, yeah, than I that's was. something. That's a, you know, it's a thing that I, I hear insurance companies <laughs> use. No, they'll 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 if somebody complains that you know okay you know I, I was hurt at work and had a hearing act you know it lost my hearing they say okay great and they sit you they don't tell you what they're going to do you know of course so you don't practice for this but but they sit you down they put headphones on you and a microphone in front of you and they say okay uh, they hand you a piece of paper and say just read this. <laughs> and 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 if you say that the hearing was you know you lost hearing in your right ear okay fine, and uh, the left ear they have you know right in line and the right ear they'll play uh, stuff on I don't know maybe a three second delay so you're you know you're good into reading and then bam your voice hits you in your right ear if you're not expecting that for, it's over you will pause there is no question about it you know yeah. it, it, you were just you were too used to hearing yourself so. Uh, so yeah, I, I've done that. We've had various setups, as all of you know, over the uh, over the last year and a half with our podcast. And there was, I don't know, there was about three or four weeks where I was hearing myself on about a half second delay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we had to cut that loose. <laughs> that's, that's gonna have to go. That's gonna have to go. Yeah. So that's gonna have to. Go. Yeah, that was that was the most exciting thing that happened. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about PME here then. If uh, or PPME. Yeah, I guess I guess that's that's true. Yeah, it, everybody we're everybody a calls it and portable media. Expo. Everybody calls it PME or podcast expo, but, but you're right. It's PPME. That, that's right. That's right. So, uh, you two have been walking the show floor far more than than I have had the opportunity to do. And, and though I've seen a couple of things, uh, I'll let I'll let you guys kind of just just run through. We don't need to spend a lot of time on uh, on anything unless it, unless it's something you know specific that that we want to dig into. But just give us your your overall feel, John. Um, well, I'll give you the the trend that I have noticed. Okay, uh, which All is right. very Great. interesting. Now it's uh, you know it is the second show. What I've been noticing, especially on the floor, um, you, you'll see some of these up on uh, on iPod Observer, but I'll mention them now also. Is uh, people are coming up with very creative ways 
to let you consume podcasts or videocasts or whatever you want to call them. Got to be careful with some of those terms because some people are very sensitive about some of them, and we'll get we'll, to that we'll in a talk moment. To that in the, yeah, a couple. Of um, like one company, <laughs> Phone Pods, they're called. They just came out, and what they're offering you is a system where you can call up over the tele. Now you, you first have to set up an account and configure it on the computer okay. and a web browser, so Got it doesn't totally eliminate the need for a computer. Okay, but then. When you configure your account and all that, all you have to do is call up, calling up a telephone number, you enter your account information, which would probably be a phone number, I think they can call or ID it, and you could listen to it over a telephone. No device required, except a telephone. Could be a landline, could be a mobile phone. Speaker phone on mute sounds like a sure. great option. Yeah. So if you're on the road and you don't happen to have a device with you or something, huh. then you have access to a telephone. So I think that is very cool is that they're opening up a whole new potential audience. Wow. And I could imagine you could even set up where if you want to share, you know, now, does, so this, say, does this cost anything? As far as I can tell, there is no currently, cost at this currently point. Currently, no. Okay. So, so I'm okay. <laughs> wondering. Now, I think they're, they're working out some deals with either the telcos or, or maybe yeah. thinking about some creative ways to, to do some advertising. Yeah. Um, but at this point, from what I can see, you, you sign up for free and you can also submit podcasts uh, to, to be included for free. Yeah. Uh, but to me, that's just really great. And I can imagine you could set up an account and maybe share it with others. So, you know, if it's oh, you know, social network John's sure. favorite podcast, and I, I think, I'm sure that's on their mind. So John's favorite yeah. you know, podcast, and then I share my account info, and, yeah. and other people could listen to it. So that was one thing I saw in that trend. Another, uh, our friends at Nokia, they have a uh, telephone. Uh, it's the N91, I believe. It's okay. the only one right now that will let you consume podcasts. You know, initially I looked, and I looked at the phone, it looks like a Windows platform, and they said they're using OPML to uh, consume the, uh, the feed instead of, instead of RSS. OPML is something that's actually above. Uh, what? You may have heard of that. Anyways, OPML is, is a, a way to basically, mm. it, it goes a level above. Well, yeah, OPML is a way to, to share all of your feeds, but not right. the data within them. Right, so I, I was uncertain when I talked to them. Like, oh my right. gosh, you know, can you right. open P markup language? See, What's it's usually up to John to be researching this stuff <laughs> while, while, while I'm talking. See, I'll vamp for a little bit, and John will be doing the yeah. research. But or you could do that, Ricky. Yeah, that's what it stands for. But, but I, conceptually, it's a little. <laughs> I, I tried everybody, <laughs> yeah. and then I realized that my PowerBook had no internet access. And you failed. Well, I failed. Okay. But so the N91 <laughs> phone, and, and and I wasn't sure at first if this phone would be able to listen to. Uh, our podcast, for example. So I was standing there next to the representative, and she punched in, you know, the the part of the phone where you can search. And I said, you know, search for Mac Geek, and she came up with Mac Geek app and was able to download it and listen to it. So wow, well, all from the phone, no computer required. Uh, well, you know, you, you, and you got to be careful because uh, while Nokia is doing this, I mean, personally, and I hope nobody at Nokia is going to going to yell at me that they are now calling these multimedia computers the telephone. The, well, the, no, the no, thing. it's a multimedia okay. computer. But it looks like a telephone <laughs> that we're used to seeing uh, in the form factor a, of the ancient telephone, the cell phone. Yes. Okay, that's what <laughs> so, I'm looking for here. And actually, I've, I've heard from... Something I, I don't can know shove in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's... Urban, uh, but I've heard uh, around Nokia is that you, you are discouraged from using the word phone. Because I think okay. they really want to position these okay. as sure. something more, which... Arguably, if it's letting you listen to podcasts... Maybe, maybe instead of calling it a phone, they could call it an outline processor markup language? Um, <laughs> OPML. That's, that's right. Okay. There it is, yeah. Good work. Thanks. And then the final thing that I saw... Now, these guys are very cool. Uh, the, the, the product's going to be coming out, but it's called... Again, be careful with the name. Podcast Link. Okay. And it looks like 
a docking station for, for an iPod. You can also hook up other uh, media players through a USB port. But what okay. you do is it also has an Ethernet port, and what you do is you connect to it using a web browser. Okay. So it has a little piece of software built into it, and you tell it which podcasts you would like to download, and then you're done with the computer. The device on its own will then hang out, look for new podcasts, whatever you've you know set it up to subscribe sure, to, sure. and then when it's ready, it'll download it to the iPod that's plugged into it, and when something's ready, a little light on it blinks saying, hey, you got new stuff. Really? So say you wanted to set this up for someone who maybe doesn't have a computer. And this works with an iPod? Yes. I saw a video iPod plugged right into it. So it has the standard (laughs) iPod connector, but they're also, I think they support Samsung and a few other non-iPod devices through a USB port. Oh, through a USB. Oh, okay. So you're not actually plugging an iPod into the device. You're plugging the USB cable from an iPod into the device. No, no, no. See, it's a dock. Well, the pamphlet right here. Then, see the picture right there. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, I see. I'm just wondering because the and only way you can buy those dock connectors is by being part of the Made uh, for iPod program. Well, right. I mean, that's I, that's the, that's what I understand. All I know that's, what, is, that's what someone on on the panel that that you did yesterday, Ricky, said. I mean, that, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the only way to legally. Well, then maybe get them. maybe they're going to get a call. I don't know. Well, um. yeah, I mean, I don't know how they got them though. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's you know selling them out the back yeah. of the truck. It's just wire so, and plastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Jones. <laughs> so again, yeah, it's, for, a a, it's a, for a while. Yeah. So, so to me, it's it's really continuing this trend of. So once you configure this thing with your computer, you don't need a computer in order Got to yeah. download Got the it. podcast, which is cool. That is cool. Yeah. So to me, that was uh, the, the, that huh. really struck me as I was on the floor. That struck me as the as, See, now, as a now trend. They need to put a wireless thing on that, right? So that. Uh, I mean, I guess you could get one of those Linksys Ethernet to wireless adapters. So the thing isn't married to wherever your your router is. You just can, you know, put it in. And your do they computer. have things that'll do RJ forty five? Yeah, sure. The, uh, the 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 WET eleven, I believe, Linksys has from a... Linksys, and I think they've got the WET. Oh, well, that'd be ideal then. So, so you don't even yeah, need a cable, it, right? You know, that way, you're all you need is a power cable. Right? And and they told me the pricing: an amazing ninety nine dollars U.S. dollars. I believe they were U.S. dollars. Okay. Just check. But uh, I think we're going to get one in so we can give you more information on it. But it just Great. Uh, but the, but this whole trend of decoupling the content from the computer and the device, Excellent. I think, is uh, is uh, is. And, very it, and the interesting thing is, though, though that worked with an iPod, none of these require an Apple product at any point in the chain. Right, uh, which which feeds into that that you know at least Leo's thing yesterday yeah. morning his, his preaching to the choir. There's of, a big interesting. I mean, one of the one of the interesting debates here, one of the interesting questions here is iTunes isn't involved. Yeah. Right, there's there's no iTunes involved. There's no PC involved necessarily. Right, um, and and so there's a big uh, discussion about um, you know how um, involved uh, podcasting ought to be with. Apple, particular companies, yeah. namely Apple. Yeah, and that was that 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 was actually another big element of the show, as as Dave was just saying. The, um, the uh, Leo Laporte, Leo Laporte, uh, who yeah. uh, who gave the keynote address yesterday morning, or one of the two keynote addresses. Um, his his first order of business, as he was talking about about things, was to say, you know, maybe we should talk about about decoupling podcasting as a thing. In the minds of all the people that are involved in it, decoupling it from the iPod, and yeah. he, he went on an interesting, yeah, 
Yeah, it's tear in that direction. It is interesting. Yeah, and that will be podcast. Actually, Leo's uh, everything from from the show will be podcast. So if if that if that interests you, it, it is a, a an ex- excellent thing to seek out. I don't believe it's available yet, but give it about a week, and the uh, the folks will have it. Do, do you have any? Before we get off on that that one last little tangent that we're gonna that I know we'll wind up heading down. <laughs> uh, do you, do you have anything that you saw on the show floor, Ricky, that you want to go through? Yeah, well, the, I mean, the coolest product that I saw. The, so at the at the weekly roundup, we're looking at doing a product roundup. We do two things, right? We do the contacts machine every week, and then we do the, the product roundup. Okay. And one of the things that we're looking at doing for the product roundup are, are reviews on a collection of, of products where we say, well, this is a task that we'd like to be able to do. What sure. products are designed to solve that task? And then talk about the collection of them all at once. Smart. Um, and so... The, that sounds like something people might actually tune in and listen to. Hey, maybe. <laughs> Dave. By the way, if anyone's... Um, yeah, no, so MacObserver.com slash Roundup, of course. <laughs> um, but one of, the, one of the roundups that we're looking at doing is a, is a roundup on product roundup on mobile recording. Um, so finding devices that can record audio on the road without having to have the laptop and the audio interface and a microphone, just something that you can hold in your hand and move around with that's battery powered, that can record to MP3 or that can record high quality audio, that if you want to plug in external mics, you can. Yeah. Um, and so there are some really cool products out there that do it. M-Audio has one, um, Edderall has one, Marantz has one, and they've all been out on the market for a little while now. There's a new one, and they're, they they tend to be in the range of about 300 I think M Audios might be the least expensive at 350 and there's another one that's up I, I, the more expensive ones that might be the Edderall is around 500 or so 550 yeah. maybe so it's it's in that range um Samson uh has a brand name called Zoom it's a it's a um division of the company um and they Samson makes microphones and they make monitors, um, powered monitors, and they they make a lot of stuff for podcasters. Yeah, podcasters um, and musicians in general. And, yeah, yeah. Audio so stuff, yeah. they do a lot of audio stuff, and they they have just released Zoom. Their this brand Zoom has just released the H4 Handy Recorder, which is a totally sweet looking product. It's it's two hundred or uh, what did I say? Two ninety nine, I think. Two ninety nine, right? It's three hundred dollars, so it's um, less than all the other things on the market, and it does all the other things. That are that these other products do. It has the same number of inputs. It has more. Cool yeah, t- t- tell tell them. I mean, we, we've got a, we've actually had our hands on the thing. Tell them a little bit about it because it the form factor of this thing is yeah. very very cool. Well, it's interesting. I mean, some of them, some of these things. The M Audio is very very light and it's it's very compact. Yeah. The Marantz, when they have it in their booth, it's it's a slightly larger device. And they don't have batteries in it when it's sitting on the podium. I picked it up and I said, this feels light. I wonder if there... And I opened the thing and sure enough, there are no batteries in sure. it. Sure. Which always make things heavier, right. um, as power book owners will know. Yeah. Um, this Zoom was sitting on a little pedestal um, in, in the thing. And I picked it up at the booth and I said, oh, that's awfully light. Yeah. And I opened it up and there are batteries inside of it. It's a very light, very compact thing. It really is handheld. Um, it it kind of looks like a uh, like a, like one of those little uh, stun guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it it's got at the top of it. Uh, if, if if you're you know the part that you would actually stun someone with, as it <laughs> were, it's got two. I believe you said condenser mics, yeah. right? Uh, in a in a uh, a cross pattern, an, an XY pattern, an XY yeah. pattern. Thank you for stereo, good stereo imaging. Stereo imaging without phase cancel or without phase uh, issues. Mm-hmm. 
And then on the, the bottom end of it, um, it's got two dual-use inputs. One, uh, it's XLR and quarter-inch inputs uh, on the bottom end. And then you said it in, internally, it's, all, it's got all these digital effects. Is that right? Yeah. So they have a built-in, and they're, they're digital effects, not analog effects. Right. But they're, they're, it's, and so presumably choose up the, the battery life and everything. But they, mm. they have, I think it runs on two AA's. It has a compressor built in, a limiter. Yeah. Uh, I think they have reverb, they said. And I think they might, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have some, probably some EQ presets or things. Yeah. I mean, they, they do some basic effects processing. Uh, and one of the things, the guy at the booth held it up to me and gave me the headphone, so I was listening to myself. And he holds it up, and you hear all the noise of the room. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of suppressed because he turned on one of the effects, and I started talking, and immediately my voice was right up in front. So it's their their effects designed if you're you know doing field recording in a noisy mm. place. They ship it with a windscreen so that if it's windy out, really? you can you can still get good field recording. I mean, it's, it looks like a really cleverly designed product. And and actually, Dave, this is really funny. We were talking about it. I showed him the product info, and we looked at the product, and then Dave looked up and saw that it was in the in the Samson booth and yeah. got a little worried. Well, being a, a gigging musician, uh, the Samson stuff that I've run into in that realm has been, especially the, the wireless units that they've had and stuff, uh, all the stuff that's in the, the less than $1,000 range in, in my experience, just hasn't uh, hasn't been all that roadworthy. It's worked. It just hasn't been that all that roadworthy. So, uh, you know, it, I'm actually glad to see them calling this something else because because I'm not the only one that, that has kind of felt that way. It, it's good to see them branding this a little bit differently. So, uh, did you have something you wanted to say, John? About well, I just about noticed this? a few things here. Yeah. Not being uh, as much of an audio geek as you guys here, but one thing I saw here. Which I thought was pretty neat. Multi-track, so this can do four-track recording. Yeah, so you really? can so record you get two mics and then two inputs, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, you you actually you can only record two channels at once, but then you can use it as a four-track. So you can oh, record really? two channels and then layer in two more, and then they let you bounce. Um, really? Four tracks you have to one. Yep. Wow. To one track, so that you can keep recording additional right. tracks. Right. So they they've got a built-in four-track. And that's um, probably lossless bouncing, or mostly. Well, I guess it depends how they're do, how they're dealing with the files. Yeah, it might not be lossless bouncing. Yeah, and then I looked here in the files. I mean, it goes up to three twenty kilobit uh, MP three, which is essentially, I would say, yeah, almost no compression. That that's pretty high quality MP three from yeah, what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's very high quality MP three. Or what I've heard, yeah. and then wave twenty four bit ninety six kilohertz wave. So it looks like it'll oh, okay. get you some pretty. Uh, Pretty high quality formats. There. All right, well, let, let's let's uh, let's move on. We're actually getting uh, fairly long in the tooth here. Uh, there, there was a we were having a conversation as as we were getting things set up here, and and John, you made the comment. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you know th- this whole thing about Apple and their trademarks going after all this stuff. You know, you made the comment, and again, please correct me that they're go that anyone with the name podcast is now. Uh, or anyone using podcast in their name is now uh, at risk from from whatever from whatever Apple's got going on. Well, I mean, Leo mentioned, and I noticed, and I guess there's one company that's the target here, but apparently, and maybe the dispute is just over this term, podcast ready. No, it, so it, it, yeah, clarify, it, please, cause it, yeah, because there's been a lot of people that have misinterpreted this. Now, I'm, not, I'm not here to I'm not here to defend Apple. I'm just here to to give you my interpretation. I read the cease and desist that Wired, I believe it was Wired posted. It doesn't matter who it was. Um, although it does to Michael, who hopefully will, you know, put the link there. And then you in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that, that cease and desist said very clearly 
we're not going after them for the use of the word podcast in the form that they're doing it now. As long as they're using the word podcast to relate to something that has to do with podcasts, no problem. If that changes and it has to do with something that's related to the iPod, that's a problem. So podcast is in the dictionary. That, that you know, They're going to have a hard time, but not an impossible time, trademarking that term. As I understand it, they have not applied for a trademark on the term podcast. iPod, and, and this is the big one, pod are the ones that they're going after. In that cease and desist, they also said pod, and I'm paraphrasing, but they said pod has become a colloquialism, if you will, for iPod. People use it as shorthand for iPod. Now, mm. I've never heard anyone do that. <laughs> no one has ever heard anyone no, do that. No, no. This is the first we've all heard of it. <laughs> they've got this little farm of people that they control. I think they've got them at that place where <laughs> Dennis Wilson was. But anyway, uh, you know, <laughs> I, that's a stretch. But, but you know, a valiant effort. Uh, they, they're, they're trying to protect their brand. Here's what happened with Apple. And... They, they lost the ability to fight anyone, to keep anyone from using the word Mac in their name, in their product name. Um, th- there's a, there is a difference, and again, I'm no attorney, but, but there is a difference between using a name to attach to a product and using it to attach to, say, a newspaper or whatever. There, there's nominative fair use, and, and, that, and that gets a whole lot grayer. But if, if you've got a product that, that is called uh, you know, the iPod case, well... It, you can Apple can argue and has to argue that that causes market confusion. They have a trademark, <clears throat> or at least they're trying to get one. Um, and part of having a trademark, the part that sucks, is you have to defend all known violations. All known violations. Not the ones you want to go after. Not the ones that actually matter to you versus the ones that are totally irrelevant. But you have to go after all known relevant violations. A- again, if somebody's using... You know, and this is a, a with with uh, with the, the Mac trademark. Let's say you know we're using uh, Mac case, which is for the computer, versus um, you know Mac uh, apples, or you know the, the 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 fruit, or you know Mac desks. Okay, they can't go after Mac desks, but they can go after Mac cases. But they can't because they never did. And and I've heard rumblings that they're not so happy about having lost that control. In order to maintain that control, they have to go after anyone that's creating a product that relates to the iPod and has the word iPod in the name. Now, the whole pod thing, uh, if they're going after a trademark on it, they've got to fight that too. Whether, whether they'll get that or not, I think that's a longer shot than getting the iPod trademarked. But And the reality, of course, is that no one, and, and certainly least of all the people at Apple, think that the word pod is really the critical word here. No. I mean, there's the, the, clearly the issue, as far as they're concerned, is that they have something that, that is, they're, they're in the position, the danger of, of having, of losing control of a trademark, like they did with the word Mac. Right. The danger is that iPod will become, rather than a player made by Apple, it will become a, a colloquialism for portable music player. That's right. The same way that FedEx Kleenex, and Kleenex, right. Right, right. right. FedEx, Kleenex, Xerox. Right. Um, those are all Windex. They're all like case studies in business of what happens when you don't you screw this trademark. up. And, and Apple's really close to, well, they're not close to screwing this up, but their their popularity is such that it will get screwed up if they don't go nuts. And that's going to make them unpopular with right. certain people. And so the requirement... Uh, or at least the strategy that they're pursuing, which seems 
reasonable once it's explained in this fashion right. is that they say, well, you know what? We're going to plant the flag as far away from us as we can get it. You bet. And we'll let other people push it back to wherever they think the boundary is. But but from the perspective of that company, the argument goes, well, you know what? We know that we want to protect this thing somewhere in this region, so let's make sure that we draw our version of the line past what we know is the reasonable region. That's right. And if other people want to adjust it back, that's, that's well, And that's, I mean, any negotiation is that way. This is just right. a negotiation with a, a larger <laughs> group of people. It's not a one-on-one sort of thing. And that's what they're doing. They're, 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 I'm sure that's what they're doing. And that's what they have to do. Like I said, I've been involved in businesses where we've had trademarks. And it, it it's almost not worth it. it you know, it, it is, or it can be, but you don't just want to go and trademark everything that you have because you, you'll you'll put yourself in the poorhouse defending it because you have to go after all known. If you don't, then that's precedent, and you can and people can say, wait a minute, you know, I saw you let Joe use this, so hey, I'm going to use it, and and the courts will say, you know what, he's right, Joe got to use it, you're out, you lost your trademark, it's over, so you lost your chance, that's it. So uh, that that's that's our. Uh, that's our, our little dose of the roundup here, if yeah. you will. Right. Yes. That, that was context machine. That was context sure. machine, nice. yeah. What I would like, though, is if uh, we're none of us are lawyers, but if anybody right. out there who listens is a lawyer, yeah. please. Um, Absolutely. You know, yeah. Give, yeah. give, <laughs> us, give us your spin on this. <laughs> Love to hear more, yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because, uh, I mean, it's so funny, though, when, you know, when they first came out with it and it was like iPod. Yeah. What a weird name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now you don't even think about it. Yeah. All right, that's it. We're uh, we're gonna wrap this one up. Thank you very much for staying subscribed. Thank you for listening. <clears throat> we are here in Ontario, California, still for a little while, and mm. uh, I think we were smart to do this in the morning because I know I won't have any voice left by about <laughs> o'clock this afternoon. That's right. Go Just, play. Go play nation states. I haven't checked in for about oh two days. Gosh. So yeah. We gotta get you. We gotta get you hooked on nation states, Ricky. Oh god! It's a cool little game that you play I, online. <laughs> Have you heard us talking about it? Uh, well, John started telling me okay. about it. It's uh, I gotta find a couple more hours in the day. No, then. no. See, that's the beautiful thing. <laughs> you, you can, you can. It's perfect for the ADD mindset because you can pop in and 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 spend mm-hmm. three minutes at a time, and and you're totally good. So anyway, yeah, right. uh, th- thank you very much, and don't get caught. <laughs>